him, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? You who Back in. How are you guys? Thanks for being with us. Danny Bailey's bailing on us. Who needs him? We got Alex Becker in. What's up, Danny? Oh, I just was going to tell you we have a caller ready when, uh, when okay. you Okay. Tell everybody bye if you got to go. Goodbye, everyone. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> or tune in to Afternoon Drive later today. I'll be on there. They'll see you tomorrow. Uh, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. My favorite Goodman and Terry Fry shows is when they're yelling at each other. That's the best ones. Well, Eric's on his honeymoon, so you don't get that until Thursday. Three months. I give them three months. Not Eric and the wife. Eric and Terry. Um, 303-831-1340. I thought you meant Eric and his wife. That was really nice. Well, according to Eric, who about 25 times a day in my timeline is just saying how great his life is and his wife and his marriage and the vacation that they're on and all the things he's thankful for. I could appreciate that kind of stuff. But do you know what, bro? Save it for Oprah. No, no, no. I meant save it for Facebook. Uh, okay, where were we? Sports, sports, sports. Um, Alex getting set up here. Alex is off the Danny Williams coaching tree. He's very talented. Young, accomplished, probably gonna bail here eventually and go get something fancy. You know what? Do you what are you thinking, Alex? How are you for one? I'm excellent. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, buddy. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been at least a couple of years since I know. we're at, at the old studio. Dang. Yeah. So it's, yeah, in the old studio, you've been here a minute. It's been yeah about four years. Um, I've always been here in some capacity, just not so much on the radio side. But yeah, with sure. Jake leaving, um, I'm gonna be doing more radio. Yeah, man. Uh, happy to have you. What are your memories of old Mile High Sports when you were working on our show back in the day? Oh, you know what? I, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of this the other day. My first day, the first day I interned, I walked in and it was you, Benny Bash, and Benjamin Albright doing that three-person show. Yeah, and uh, just like walking behind the scenes, Kyle Barry was the producer. And, uh, yeah, that was my first introduction to Mile High Sports. Uh, yeah, man. There's guys who you just know right away can do the job or not. And what's tough is the guys who come in and they can't do it. They're not up for it. They're too nervous. They're too worried about the buttons. They can't really speak into a microphone. It's, like, hard for them. And that's like anybody. Like, again, I – dang, I love to be – a surgeon, okay? Cut you open, fix you up, and then sew you up. Uh, you know, I, I, and say I went to school for it for 12 years. Finest education. You know, you're watching people do it, the whole thing. Cadavers, I'm cutting off, you know, uh, donated organs. I don't, I don't know if it came down to it after all that. I'm trying to save a life. I'm about to chop somebody if I can really do it. You know what I mean? I'd like to believe I can, but I don't think like even if I was smarter than I was, I could be a doctor or something like that. I couldn't. Not everyone's cut out for it. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, man, you're uh, a young stud in this game. Uh, you know, we're glad to have you. I know you're going to be doing more stuff around here. And uh, that's it. So, what do you leave? Phone. He left his phone. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So, uh, let's get your take on some stuff, Alex. Okay. Let's so, what's it. the Twitter real quick? 
Uh, a Becker Sports. A Becker Sports. Okay, that's you smart. got it. Yeah, I like that. Keep it nice and simple. I remember I used to have the underscore, and you guys would we always get on you. me for yeah. that. We made yeah. you get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because no one's ever going to type in an underscore. I don't even know where it is on my phone to do it. I'd have to hit like the <laughs> next page of the typing stuff. I could probably find it, but I'm not going to waste my time doing it. So that's why A Becker Sports is just boom. Boom. Rolls, rolls off the tongue. Easy. So what's the end game for you? What are you? You're young. You're talented. You're not at the phase yet where you're like burnt out and I deserve better and I like I should be hosting this. And that. that time will come, okay, eventually, and you'll move on to do other things and all that kind of stuff. But what's the end game for you right now? Oh, what uh, do you want to do in life? I want to do a lot of play-by-play. That's kind of my thing. You, okay. you may have seen it on Twitter. I yeah, do a lot of that play-by-play you do. stuff. You're the man. I love that. Um, that. I would love to do that. I would love to do some minor league baseball. Do you work with Jeff Gersh at all? You know Jeff Gersh? Uh, yeah, I know Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, we've done some stuff together. Yeah, because yep. he's got all the wicked equipment. He's invested a lot in all right. that kind of Co- stuff. Coach GTV. Yeah, Coach GTV. But also he's got like, uh, you know, you can go you know, set up and just kind of pick and choose big games and things. And there's a big need. Max Preps back in my day was like... A nothing website. Now Max Preps is owned by CBS Sports. It's like a big website for prep sports, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, prep sports is underutilized and, uh, you know, uh, market here, especially here in this market. I don't even know if the homeboy does still like a couple stations had like a Friday night show. Or they're just the guy's just giving scores out and he might have like one or two coaches on late in the show. To talk about you know their their fo- uh, Friday night football game kind of stuff, but uh, do we have that here? Yeah, it's the Colorado Prep Scoreboard Show. It's Friday nights. Uh, Kevin Schaefer's the host of it, and yeah, he gets interviews with coaches, um, reads the scores off the whole deal. I totally knew that, but um, yeah, so that's cool, right? That's awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah, I love doing that. All right. Um, okay, let's go out to the hotline. He's been waiting. He's probably thrown off now, though, that you're kind of coming, bringing him back on here, and Danny Bailey left. It's the one and it's the only singer-songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Uh, Chuck? 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Hey, Danny. Who's your, who's your helper? No, he can call back. He's probably... Taking care, taking care of some stuff. Uh, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> okay. So, let me ask you about the Broncos. Where are you at here on the Broncos, Alex? What kind of uh, train are you on? Are you on the 12-5 and five playoff train? Or are you on the, this is going to take some time to mature train i'm on the 11 win train i'm thinking 11 wins i wouldn't guarantee a division title um but they're going to be a playoff team yeah and it's going to be good to see brian they have the second longest playoff drought out of any team so next to let me see uh, that, lions it's got to be new york jets ah okay dang the broncos have the second longest playoff drought they do yeah i was surprised when i saw that the lions made the playoffs in the last six years that's what I, I mean. That that's what is, it said. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, believe it. I'll, huh. have to, I'll have to double check. I'll have to double check on that. Um, okay, is he calling back? I'll let you get him set up. 303-831-1340, the hotline, as well as the text. He's on a phone card. Yeah, Chuck Nasty's on a phone card that we, you know, we donate to him. So, you know, he's, we give him uh, 20 minutes a week, and then he uses all 20, like, in one call. But uh, we try to make him spread it out. Let's go back out to the hotline get our guy. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. Hey. I, I don't know what happened. You know, smartphones, they're dumb. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. 
Alex is right now in. Okay. Alex was with us at the old studio when it was me, Benny, and Benjamin Albright. Okay? I remember that voice. Yeah, I found him in the streets. He was nothing. He was worthless. But we molded him. We've been grooming him, and now he's he's ripe. He's ripe. It's like the same old story over and over. Yeah. It's head. You're the, you're the factory of genius. Same old song and dance, you know. We just yeah. crank them out, yeah. you know. Just keep them coming. Yeah. Well, Alex, I'm happy to have you aboard. Keep a stiff upper lip. <laughs> keep your stick on the ice. Is that a wiener thing, joke, or what is... Keep your stick on the ice? Yeah. No, that's a Canadian joke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, you know, hey, Ozer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh... After all that, I just really have hardly... That's what I was going to talk about the USFL, but they have the Southern League, the 7-on-7 seven seven League. Have you ever heard of that? Is that that fan-controlled league? No. Okay. It's 7-on-7. Seven seven. No helmets, no pads, no wimps. And, uh... And they're Do out they there tackle? Tackling, tackle football. No way! Yeah. Seven-on-seven tackle football. But, like, when you get in a bear hug, you know how they do that? They just stop it right then. No more of that pushing up and back, you know. No more grinding it out. Ooh, what? But still, it's pretty cool. But this is the part I wanted to tell you about. Okay. They have Johnny Manziel as one of their quarterbacks. Oh, I love him. He must really be hurting for money because he probably... Great, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong partying. No, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're living together hey, right A&M now. We're getting house together. All, yeah, A&M all the way. That's right. Aggie me in, man. Aggie. Yeah, Aggies. Hey, but they have this other guy. Yeah. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Oh. And he's so playing in that league? all his money. Why is he in that league? You know, former, that league hey, probably doesn't pay a lot. Former Denver Bronco Pac-Man Jones? He was a Cincinnati Bengal. I knew. Well, he was a Bronco at the very end. Remember that for like a couple yeah, of weeks? Yeah, for an hour. For yeah. a cup of coffee. That was a low point for us, man. Took Champ Bailey's number. That was a low point for us. <laughs> oh, We've been going up ever since we got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, if maybe it's a coincidence. Nah, who knows? Well, but Chuck. I, I, I wanted to tell you about that league. It's, oh, it's yeah. I like that. I'm going to look into that. I, I watched it. It was kind of fun to watch. Uh, they have a lot of scoring. Not like the USFL where they had all those low scoring games. Yeah. But I think both those leagues are going to be around for long. They say it's the tenth year for that seven on seven. Yeah. So I mean, if you make it ten years, you're going to probably be sticking around. Anyway, I I wish they'd just go out and get Kevin Durant. Let's get it over with. Let's win the championship. We deserve a championship. Uh, you know, let's just do it. Tim, or not? We don't have Tim no more. Josh Kroenke. Get off your butt and take care of it. All right, Chuck. Listen, we got to go. Good stuff from you today. Hey, man, I'll be back. All right. Take it easy. All right, bye. You as well, Chuck. Bye. Bye. Good dude. All right, we can set up a break here. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Got some NFL stuff we'll come back and do. Um, A lot of NBA still, you know. Willings and Dillings, and we're we're waiting for, like, the Durant shoot a drop because depending on what that looks like if it's in the western conference then maybe the nuggets are forced to make another move to be honest with you if he goes to the east somewhere well then maybe the nuggets might feel good about what they have the way they look and their opportunity to go be a top three seed which i think they will be in the west just the way they're built right now 
Oh, I like that. That's, uh... Damn. Um... I don't know. Who is it? Wait! Tell me. Toto? Toto. Damn. I wouldn't have guessed it. I like that. Smiley Sports, though. Not bad. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Text us. We'll catch up with some text. If you want to call. Alex is in for Danny Bailey for the hour. Very capable. Uh, A lot of talent. Young talent. Um, The fan actually offered a second round pick for him. We think he's a first round pick, though. We think he's got a first round. I got a first round tender on him, so... They're going to uh, maybe come back and see what we could do. But I'd like to keep him for a couple more years. And we're probably just going to pay him. Probably just going to give him the contract extension that he's looking for. Um, okay. Someone brought up Von Miller to me over the weekend. And to think that the dude at 33 got a six-year deal worth $120 million with oh, you know, over $60 million of that money uh, guaranteed makes you think, well, they got to play him for three years worth of Von Miller, you know, football. Uh, do you think Von Miller is the same Von Miller that he is right now in three seasons? No. No, he'll be, what, 36? Yeah. I mean, he just won't be as quick off the edge. I think he could be productive, but not not Pro Bowl Von Miller. Well, okay. Um, Bruce Smith, a Bills legend, okay, uh, played uh, – I'd have to look and see if he played – to about 40, but after his career in Buffalo, went to Washington and had like a twilight there, okay? Bruce Smith was one of the guys who said he was out in front telling the Bills, this is the guy you need to put the team over the hump, Um, which I kind of agree with, okay? Do you think the Bills and Von Miller win a championship over the next two or three seasons? I do. I think it's the you Bills do. time. I think it's the Bills wow. time. I don't think Von Miller is the primary reason why they win the Yeah, but you got to have guys like that. He just proved that. Odell Beckham just proved that. To put you over the top, you think you're good? Well, you are good, but you need a couple more stars. And they're not easy to come by. They traded a second round and a third round pick for Von Miller, who got the Broncos just at the right time when Von and Fangio were having little bits of issues there. And you got Odell Beckham, who was essentially going to be on the street. Was he on the street? Uh, Because of, you know, issues he had in Cleveland. So guys like that don't come around very often. And the Bills understood that, too, when they could have went and just signed the guy. It cost him a lot of money. Yeah, is it mortgaging the future? Not necessarily, maybe slightly, but they're in win-it-all right now mode, especially after Joe Burrow in the second year passes them by and goes to a Super Bowl and nearly finds a way to pull it off. So um, I think the Bills are... the. Are they clearly the AFC favorite this year? I think they're the best team in the AFC. I do too. And I kind of think they're the best team in the NFL. Because there's not a better t- better team in the NFC. It seems like if that you includes have includes Tampa Bay, that includes yeah. anyone you'd want to mention. 
Right. Seems like when, when you have one of those tough playoff losses like they did in Kansas City last year, they come back the next year even hungrier, kind of like the Broncos in their very first Super Bowl. I agree. I kind of like that, but it's like, what's your quarterback made of? Is skinny, you know, is uh, Josh Allen going to be, you know, a stat stuffer who doesn't win big games? Um, or is he going to be a championship, a caliber guy who's taking it right now to the next level and potentially would have had a little bit more playoff success if it wasn't for the Mahomeses of the world, the Burroughs doing what they're doing right now? And like this flux of super young, talented quarterbacks in the league right now. There's lots of them. They're all in the AFC. Justin Herbert's another one of those dudes. Um, makes it tough. But also, I'll take Russell Wilson over probably all those guys other than Mahomes. And you're going to say, well, even Josh Allen? Yes. For a few reasons. Russell Wilson's seen the promised land. Okay? Dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. And he knows what it looks like and feels like and smells like and tastes like. He's a consummate pro. I believe in Russell Wilson, okay? Maybe it's like, you know, you got to show me a little bit. You got to go prove it to me, kind of, for me to say that Josh Allen is that guy. But other than Patrick Mahomes, give me Russell Wilson over any other quarterback in the AFC. And that includes Justin Herbert because so far, he, I mean, he looks great. He's great. But I know what Russell Wilson is about, purely, purely, purely about. And it's about winning, competing, being a pro. And even if he's going to go on vacation and has a uh, global, you know, uh, what's bigger than superstar? Megastar? What's, uh, I, global icon? Global icon. That's a good one right there in, in Sierra. Um, he's putting his work in and he's letting us know that too. So he's not shortchanging us one bit. But damn, I'll take... Russell Wilson, too, over Allen because he's a Bronco. The Broncos win Lombardis. They know what it takes. There's just some franchises, Alex, that like whether it doesn't matter who's quarterback or who's coach, there might not be one damn player from that old team onto the new team. There may be no tie in 2005 or 2015 Broncos to the 2022 Broncos, but it's about the Broncos, the Broncos as a brand and as a franchise win championships. Okay. The bills as a franchise don't, they lose them. They, they lose even four in a row. They lose lots of them. Yeah. All consecutively. And then they've, you know, we're really down for a really long time. That doesn't mean, listen, that there was a point. There was a point back in time. Do you know how to go back in time with me, Alex? Yeah, yeah, not bad. We so we just went back in time together. I remember a time when the Patriots' two best players they ever had in the franchise's history was Steve Grogan and John Hanna, a lineman and a you know busted quarterback who was never great. Okay, yeah, then kind of Drew Bledsoe lays the groundwork down, and then Bill Belichick and Powers Tom Brady and the rest is history, and you feel like, damn, those Patriots have been good since, you know. Since the Eagles and, uh, you know, the Bears had Chuck Bednarik playing both ways. You know, it's like, nah, New England was a poop franchise until the 2000s. Really, until the 90s, they were nothing. They were losers, consummate losers. Seahawks, the same thing. 
franchise can become winning franchises with, you know, greatness. And maybe that's happening with the Bills and Allen. And maybe I'm just, I'm not being a hater, but I'm just taking my guy over their guy. But I really believe that being about a brand thing. Okay? Like, people buy Fords and Dodges because Fords and Dodges have been around forever. Kia, I guess they still make Kias, but like the logo and all that changed 10 times. And Tesla's a new brand, but also there ain't new car brands popping up all kind. You know, if you know, it's, it's I, I buy Kellogg's stuff, the big brands, because they're the best brands with the good brands. So, you know, I, I'll get I'll take some Kirk, Kirkland stuff. The Kirkland brand is like the Sam's Club brand or whatever. Yeah. Costco. Costco brand. Yeah, for sure. But like it's the brand that you believe in the Broncos as a brand. But hey, mwah, second second to none. You know, Steelers esque, New England like, because their th- history is you know thicker and richer and deeper. I think the Broncos. And of course, the Patriots have won more Super Bowls, but that's what the Bills and Josh Allen are playing up against. Like people will say curses. You know what I mean? Like we're not destined and do you know? It's like the fan base believes they're kind of losers. You have to overcome all of that kind of stuff. The Chargers and Justin Herbert would have to overcome all of that kind of stuff. The Raiders have sunk to a place where I think, you know, it's hard for them to overcome all of that kind of stuff. It really just takes one guy to change everything, and Patrick Mahomes proved that. The last time the Chiefs mattered, you know, and last time they had great players other than Derek Thomas, rest in peace, is why, you know, we always say when they, the Chiefs did anything big up until five years ago, they'd have to will out Len Dawson's old bag of bones and, like, you know, Bobby Bell and, like, these guys of yesteryear because they didn't matter for, you know, the the greatest player after those guys was Joe, was Joe Montana for one season when they beat Elway to go to the AFC Championship game. And then it's now Patrick Mahomes. So now the Chiefs are on top. They are. And the Bills are right there on the cusp. But, you know, to make it a two points, Bills got to break through. I've said this a lot of times, and then we could kind of maybe set up a break. We lost out on Josh Allen, and it was one of the greatest draft blunders and mistakes in the history of the franchise and in NFL history to draft Bradley Chubb and pass on Josh Allen. He's in your own backyard. Elway's still in charge. We're in like we're in a we got a big glass thing in front of us right now, but it looks like an interrogation room if it was blacked out, where it's like a mirror. You know what I mean? Like you know, the Joker's in there, and the lights go out, and then the lights go back on, and Christian Bale's like, "Where is she?" Right? So it's like we're Elway's looking at a freaking in a mirror, looking at Josh Allen. It's like himself. And he passes on him. Well, how do you overcome that? Well, by landing Russell Wilson and keeping the Bills down and off the board. Never allowing Josh Allen to go win those championships. You would have believed that he would have won here. You got to intervene. It's the multiverse. You got to intersect, intervene. Dr. Strange's got to open it up and you got to jump through and the Broncos got to find a way to be on top again. That's what they did. So... I don't know. Whose future would you take? Uh, Allen's or the Broncos? Well, Allen's going to pay for 15 or 12 more years. So you take Allen's because he's younger. But who would I take over the next three or four or five years? 
Give me the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Oh, 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 oh. You know how to do that? Ready? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay. Danny Williams, Alex Becker on a Taco Tuesday edition of the program. I think I called it a Monday. Did I call it Aftermath, 4th of July Aftermath Monday at the beginning of the show? I think I did. It's a Tuesday, though. I lied. It's Molly Sports. Grab the gap for misbehaviors and the chocolate favorite boom. Lost in hip hop tones. Zoom, zoom like the Commodores. Wonder where we have drama or end up clowning. Here it is, the groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the no. Nah, I hate Will Smith now. It's, he ruined it for you? Uh, I was always like pro Will Smith because he kind of dipped there for a little bit, like in terms of blockbuster stuff and all that. Like, you got to be a movie star. You can't have a crazy Jada Pickett Smith wife. You know, like, you got to maintain the, you know, the superstardom. And I always thought, you know, I was saying, like, you know, he's. He's gonna. He's the next Denzel, kind of, but Denzel wouldn't have bitch slapped Dana Carvey or like I don't know who. You know, I'm trying to think of a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Will Smith would have bitch slapped Dana Carvey. Will Smith bitch slapped Chris Rock, taking out all the other stuff that people you know said about Jada Pinkett Smith on on, on Chris Rock. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, down on Will. Kind of over Will Smith now. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people kind of yeah went away from let Will. down, let down by him. Uh, what were you saying? We're just gonna say something else. Uh, what's in the world of sports is interesting to you right now? Oh, um, you're a baseball guy. Right? I am a baseball guy. Yeah, that's that's my favorite sport. I'm you know love all sports. Still riding high from the Avs Cup win though. Yeah, I mean championship here in Denver. We were due for one. I feel yeah, like. we were due for one. I like the way you put that. Overdue, actually. I mean, this is a great sports city. We say it all the time. It's a, definitely it's top six, seven, eight, nine, and probably top ten. Top ten sports city in the country, man. Our fans show out. They're the best. Um, yeah, dude, did you see the Demarius Thomas stuff? I was like, do I bring it up or not? Yeah, I saw that was the first notification I got this morning. Boston University researchers say... Demarius Thomas had de uh, degenerative brain disease. He had CTE. Are you surprised by that at all? No, I'm not at all. It hurts because it feels like he's been singled out a little bit. Like, oh, he wasn't right. This is why this happened. Demarius Thomas was, you know, well-spoken, smart, um, you know, didn't, well, didn't talk or act like a be beaten-up boxer in the least. But, um, you know, at least from what we knew and I knew. Um, but, yeah, we're, you know, linked to repeated blows to the head. Um, you're banging heads since you're put pads on uh, when you're, say, you know, even 10 years old. These days, six, seven, eight years old. Played at uh, Georgia State where they Georgia Tech Georgia Tech Georgia Tech yep. where they run the ball it's like a running style offense they hardly throw the ball so that means he's a blocker he's getting in there and banging heads you know quite a oh, bit yeah. more linebacker college right. than he would have necessarily playing in the SEC or in the Pac-12 for sure right so you know I would say 
every guy who played in the league for 10 years has this stuff going on. And there's probably guys who uh, played college ball who didn't play in the NFL who might have some of that stuff going on who played, you know, football their whole life. Um, Dr. Ann McKee, neuropathologist, okay, was part of the research team. It's still not... Um, it's still not been like ruled his cause of death yet. Right. It was the, cause he's had the seizures right for over a year. This Ann but. McKee said Thomas most likely died from having a seizure, a condition not generally associated with CTE. She said CTE itself does not cause death. You don't die from CTE. What CTD do, CTE does is change your behavior and your personality. Oh man, yeah. Have you seen Concussion by with Will Smith? Tell the truth. No, I haven't. But oh, okay. Is it good? It just it shows you how these players really go on the decline once they retire, and you know they. they why once they retire after the? Well, I mean, I, I I don't know why, but yeah, it seems that way. The old guys once they get in their like late thirties and forties, they just change as a person and go downhill from there. Family members said. He started having seizures in 2020, Demarius. If you've ever seen anybody who's had a seizure before, I've only seen it a handful of times in my life. I remember I was in middle school one time and a kid had like a seizure on the floor in the hallway and it was traumatizing. It was scary. And I've seen some people have seizures. You're trying to like, they're trying to like, what, choke on their tongue and trying to like, some people put something in their teeth so they don't bite their tongue off or I don't know. You know, it's like, these are things, I think. I'm from yeah. the 80s. I don't know if I that's still. I think so. They get their mouth all foamy and everything. Yeah. I mean, so I'm at, you know, a, Demarius big. Demarius is like a action figure, man. A specimen of a man. You know, incredible dude. But to be, you know, probably, I'd imagine be very sad to see him having a seizure. Um, Demarius also struggled with memory loss and paranoia and some erratic behavior especially in the last year before he died so his Demaris's mom who again was in jail for most of his um uh young life was in jail said his mood would change he would also isolate himself sometimes he said he was like mom i don't know what's going on with my body he said, you know, I got to get myself together. He said, I don't feel like myself anymore. Ay. Yeah, that seems like something's really going on there. Something's changed. That's that, you know, you're feeling yourself. What this doctor said, memory loss, paranoia, and erratic behavior. You know, it's one thing to when you got your grandpa who's starting to get dementia. I mean, it's the most saddest, tragic thing of all time. And he's, you know, having a hard time finding his way home from the grocery store or something like that. But Demarius Thomas, who was in his 30s and an incredible athlete, an incredible guy, man. Um, it's sad. It's tragic. It is tragic. I mean, such a fun-loving guy, too, during his playing days here in Denver. To see him uh, turn to this unpredictable behavior. I don't know. He... You know, Emmanuel Sanders and I are like best friends, right? And our sons are best friends. So he did uh, at the boys club, donated a bunch of stuff, kind of did it in honor of Demarius, who loved the boys and girls club and spent a lot of time there. 
And I talked to Emmanuel about TT for just a bit. You don't want to talk to guys about stuff like that or ask questions, but man, what a guy Demarius Thomas was. Pure, true class act in the fullest sense. Not a bad guy, not a thug, not bad intentions. Just a good man, a good dude who came from not much, came from his mom and grandma locked up in jail for most of his life. It's sad. I'm sad for Demarius uh, and his family. But we can set up a break here. It's 1040 a.m. in the Mile High City. We'll go to break and we'll come back uh, with one final segment. Anything you want to talk about? Catch up on some text. Don't be bashful, Alex. We'll read some of them. We'll do. We will. And if you want to jump on, we'll try to get you on here. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Djokovic advances after being down two sets to zero, I think, for like the seventh time in his career. Maybe it's the seventh time in a major. I have to double check that. But, uh, yeah, Danny and Alex, it's Miley Sports. Okay, one final segment left worth the show. Been a good one. Thanks for being with us. You can still get in if you would like to. Uh, yeah, man, the Demarius stuff is bothering me. It's making me kind of sad. So um, to think about, you know, Demarius Thomas being gone, it's pretty wild. Um, I think he was a Hall of Fame caliber player. Okay. I think he was a Hall of Fame caliber player. He was a four-time Pro Bowler, 724 catches, 9,700 yards, so 10,000 yards and 63 touchdowns. But he was uh, a Super Bowl champion, went to another Super Bowl, and in that Super Bowl, he has the record for receptions by a receiver in a Super Bowl. And then he has one of the biggest moments and plays in NFL history when Tebow goes over the top in overtime and they beat a Pittsburgh Steelers team that could have went on to win a Super Bowl that year. So big moments from DT, big numbers, not, you know, top 10 and top 15 receiver numbers of all time. But also there's a lot of receivers who didn't win a damn freaking thing who were in the Hall of Fame. And Demarius Thomas was an incredible winner, a part of, you know, 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards, lots of accolades. Lots of accolades for for Demarius. So I thought the four years Peyton was here, he was probably a top top five receiver in the league. Not probably, definitely. Was. There was a point where it was like kind of Des 
and DT. Right, because they got drafted right, yeah. right together. And Julio was bringing down, breathing down their neck as like the next guy, Julio Jones. Okay, so yeah, there was a time in uh, the world where Demarius was a top uh, three receiver for a span of about four or five years. So oh, that's yeah. what you kind of have it's to. A fantasy football monster. Yeah, he years. was great. Demarius was just man. Uh, you know, you throw the ball to him in the flat, he just goes. A little faded out over the top. I mean, like he was nothing he couldn't do. Yeah. He was man, you know, Demaris was um people would be like, run faster. You know what I mean? Like he was so lengthy and the way it looked, it looked like he was like casually giving casual effort. I he was just so smooth with it. He was running hard. He, he was yeah. running fast and he was an incredible athlete. He was just built like a train. Those bubble screens they used to run for him were my, were my favorite. They, they'd block for him with the slot receiver, and he would just take it, you know, 40, 50 yards. Yeah, for sure. So we'll move on from Demarius, I guess. But um, who we have you. I don't know we're going to have you back. You're a baseball guy. Um, who's I love, the best team in baseball right now? Oh, the the Yankees. You're, you're wearing them. Yeah, sporting them today. Uh, Aaron Judge is the MVP. It's not close right now. I think the next two closest guys are probably like Otani and Trout, and they're playing for kind of you know kind of losers. Who else am I leaving out there? Uh, Jordan Alvarez the, for the Astros yeah. having a heck of a season. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, that's why they move on from Korea, right? Guys like that because they got young studs like that. And then the Astros are a damn good team right now too. Oh yeah, that, that division's already locked up. It's over. You think? Yeah, I mean, everybody else sucks in the division. Angels yeah. were looking good at the start of the year. And they lost they like 14 games in a row a or 12 spin. games in a yeah, row. Fired the manager. A's cleaned house. They're not going to be good for a couple of years. Rangers and then, are better, but they're not good. And, and the what Mariners, are the Mariners doing? They're they're like frauds, too. They, yeah. I thought they might be good this year, but they're not good. Yeah. Uh, it sucks the Rockies are in this division. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But also, again, you're, you're the, the team in professional sports that might be willing to do anything and spend the most money to win is the Dodgers. And that's in all of sport. Uh, the Giants are consummate winners. The Diamondbacks every like five or six years will win for a couple years. Go get you, they'll go get themselves a Granky or a Schilling and Randy Johnson. They, you know, they, they, they do that kind of stuff when the time is right. And then look at the Padres, man. They're spending as much money as anybody to win. And if you're the Rockies, it's the worst case situation. If you're the Rockies, you'd be desperate to be in the AL West. Oh, yeah. Imagine being in the AL West and you're the Rockies. You'd be as good as any of those teams. You'd win a division title every four or five years. You make a little knock the Yankees off one time, you know, and it's in the National League. It's just yeah. the division that they're in. There's no hope. Too much of a gauntlet. And they never do the full rebuild. They never lose 100 games and be really bad. Yeah, they're always, you're right. you know, 80, 90 losses, but never you know in what? the That's tank. Interesting. That's interesting because while fans might even be satisfied oh they're only look eight games under 500 these little scrappers man there's you know they're not the worst team in baseball there's the worst teams in baseball and then there's the rockies they're not in that group well you got to really tear it down in order to build it back up properly and the marlins proved that too when they won a world series had a fire sale rebuilt back up won it again don willis josh beckett kind of stuff right so yeah, that's interesting. While the Rockies are satisfied with being what they interpret as slightly competitive, I'd rather lose 100 games for two or three years in a row. Go get me uh, Steven Strasburg and a couple phenom-like young talents and try to come back and win it like that. Right. 
they they also have major issues drafting starting pitching as well. Oh yeah, over the years, no doubt about it. All right, um, NBA stuff. Where does Durant end up? I'd say between Phoenix and Miami. I'm I'm leaning Phoenix. I, I saw that podcast he went on a month ago saying Phoenix is his favorite off season or um out of town city. Phoenix. I, yeah, that's what he said. He said he liked Denver in there. He yeah. liked certain cities, but Phoenix, he especially liked. <laughs> okay. Uh, after Phoenix and Miami? I would say Phoenix 1, Miami 2. After them? Toronto 3. Okay. Uh, okay, I think... I don't think you can win in Toronto with what you'd have to give up to get Kevin Durant. Yeah, Scotty Barnes probably out of there. Scotty Barnes, but also um, OB, o, OG, out of buy? On a new boy? On a newbie. On a no boy. Something like that. Yeah. Who the Nuggets loved coming out of the draft and could have had on their hands. You'd have to give it those two guys and picks to get Durant. So it'd be like Fred Van Fleet and Kevin Durant. You can't win with that. You can't win with that. That's why the Nuggets are so intriguing because of Bones Highland and Michael Porter Jr. That's why, to me, right? Because those guys are young have star potential, but also they're not like lottery picks. There's teams who might have a lottery pick or two, like uh, Jalen Green from Houston, right? Was like the number one or number two pick last year? Uh, two pick. Okay. Behind Cunningham. Probably going to be a great player, but they're so highly invested in him. You just got to roll with him. They wouldn't trade him for Kevin Durant. So who's kind of left that the Nets would want young, talented, a chance to be a star to rebuild. That's only really Michael Porter Jr. out there or Tyler Harrow or, you know, um, Miles Bridges and Cam Payne and Cameron. Who's the other Cameron? The oh, Mikhail Bridges. My, Miles Bridges in serious yes, trouble yes, right yes, now. Yes, 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 yes. Mikhail yeah. Bridges. Uh, Cameron Payne. Who's the other Cameron they have? The young guard. Oh, Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson and picks. Okay, you do that. You bring in Kevin Durant. That's appealing because you still have Devin Booker. You still maybe theoretically have DeAndre Ayton and you're playing with, with Chris Paul. So I understand the the Phoenix. I understand the Suns. They have pieces that I think would uh, appease um, the Nets and he can come in. He could probably win at a high level right away. But I think the Nuggets are right under the Suns and maybe even better than the Suns because I would rather have than those three guys I mentioned, like two Camerons and the, you know, um, Mikhail Bridges. Bridges. I'd rather have Michael Porter Jr. and Bones Highland, personally. I would too. Yeah. Okay. Um, Couple minutes left. Anything, anything on the cutting room floor? Um, oh, I just saw all the connections they were making with Kevin Durant and the Nuggets, how he's, you know, friends with a couple guys on the team. Yeah. Peyton Watson, who he just drafted, that's like his mentee. Yes. So he has a lot of Nuggets connections. Jeff Green, one of his childhood friends. Yeah, saw from that. Washington, D.C. And then, uh, yeah. They were drafted together. They were with Seattle. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Interesting. I like that. So they're trying to put all the pieces together, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um... Durant to Denver would be like the biggest sports moment of my life, I think. It would be Peyton of the Broncos-esque, but I think for the moment, maybe because it would be happening right now, it would feel bigger to me, and I would call it bigger. Because there would be no doubt in my mind, Alex, that the Nuggets would win it all this next year. Have the Nuggets ever acquired a big-time free agent or made a big trade? Yeah, they did. They traded for Allen Iverson. Iverson, and, the last one. And it was at, he was kind of at the very end. That it didn't work with the pieces, 
And once we threw in the talent Iverson and traded him to um, the Pistons for Chauncey Billups, that'd be the next kind of closest comp. Um, Chauncey was perfect for the team, and we go to the Western Conference Finals. So I would say at that moment, and then another time would be, uh, it was a sign-in trade, but it was essentially signing him as a free agent. Kenyon Martin. That was when Kiki Vandeweight was in charge, and they were at our lowest point. Like James Posey was our best player. Brian Stith kind of era, getting out of that stuff. The the turning of the corner was um, Kenyon Martin coming from the Nets to the to the Nuggets was a very big deal. And then we started building after that. And you know, like you know, Carmelo happened after that, and the rest is kind of history. So yeah. I remember that. It was $92 million for Kenyon Martin. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. And we had to give up. I didn't like it. Some like draft picks to make it happen or whatever. And then some kind of sign and trade. But, you know, in the end, I always felt like Kevin, uh, Kmart like helped lay the groundwork down, like the start. But Kmart's big contract at the end, we needed like one more player to beat like Kobe and, you know, get in, be able to inbound the ball. He kind of got in the way of that kind of stuff at the end. Oh, but that's yeah. how, you know, how, the, how you spend the money, how you build it up. That's how the cookie crumbles. So. That's it. That's the whole show. Are you going to be in with Anillo next? I am. Yeah, I'll okay, be here so all got day. Alex and Anillo next. Um, thanks for being with us, bro. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, we'll probably be seeing more of you around here. And, you know, keep up the good work. You're a young dude in this game. You guys will never be paid enough. You'll never be um, appreciated enough. But the guys who kind of can, can survive it and are as talented as you and Jake and Danny Bailey can go on and do a lot, a lot of things before, again, you have a chance to be behind a microphone and kind of talk into it. So while you're like, oh, man, that Eric, I'm way smarter than him. Or that Terry Fry, I'm smart. My sports takes are better than his. You might think that deep down, and it might be true. But old guys eventually die. They get old and die, and then young guys like you come in and fill their places. It's simple. That's how life works. So keep grinding is what I'm trying to cycle. tell you. Thanks, it's just Danny. a cycle of life. Yeah, I appreciate stuff, that. Alex. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, for Alex, Anilo and Alex are next. I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Do I wait for music, or do I go? You tell me. There it is. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. Bye. See, you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila.